Good evening, Pittsburgh. This is Brian Edward, and you're listening to Berg Vivant, Pittsburgh's late-night talk show, coming to you from the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University in beautiful downtown Pittsburgh. Visit us at bergvivant.com for more on this interview and our complete archives in the Vivant Vault, as well as how you can help support our program and Pittsburgh's vibrant cultural landscape. Alex Silberblatt is back in Pittsburgh. You've been away for a while, but you are from here. Is that right? Yeah, I grew up here. And, uh, yeah, I come back a lot to do plays and act in plays and such like such stuff like that. So where are you coming back from, then? I live in New York. Okay. Uh, I've lived there for yeah, seven years. I went to school in Cincinnati, then uh, went directly to New York and uh, do regional theater all over the country. But a lot of times come back to Pittsburgh. So what is it about Pittsburgh, other than the fact that you're from here, that continues to pull you back? Uh, the people are the best people in the world, How I think. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, real, real, real good people, real solid people. Um, and the, uh, the theater community is really, um, even though there's a lot of people in it, it feels small and it uh, feels intimate. And, you know, uh, whereas in other cities, or especially in New York, um, you don't know the artistic leadership of theaters. You get to know them pretty intimately here. Do they hide? Is that what it is? They're, yeah. They're... Well, they're they're elitists, so they you know you can't get in with them. You know? so, all right. So we don't have any elitist artistic leaders here in, no, in Pittsburgh. No, no, no. All... I did not know that, <laughs> but I'm really glad it, it to hasn't seemed that. that way to me. Yeah. Well, they're... that's I think that's a really wonderful thing to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about it here. So you return to us now with uh, a new play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you have written and are performing in. Yeah. Have I got that right? Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, oh yeah. How's it going? It's great, because <laughs> I'm not directing it, too. Oh, cool. yeah, who's yeah. directing it here? Uh, uh, a lovely woman named uh, Maura O'Sullivan. Um, we met doing a play. She's an actor and a director, um, and uh, uh, she's fantastic, and uh, she's really shaped this thing into something really really beautiful and really nice. And it will be performed here at Carnegie Stage. That's yeah. where we're uh, having the interview today. So uh, what is the show? What can you tell us about this? Sure, yeah. It's called uh, The Mon Valley Medium. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a great title, um, if I do say so myself. And when um, we say medium, we are talking about like a, someone with psychic abilities. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Not just they can fit into a smaller size Steelers jersey. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. That, that no, might be no. rare in the Mon yeah, Valley. Yeah, no, no. The, the Mon Valley medium certainly cannot fit into a uh, medium-sized uh, Steelers <laughs> uniform. He's described as looking like a thumb with a uh, chin strap beard on it. So uh, he's a... In, in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. that's a, yeah so I can picture it. That's a great it, description. Yeah, that's his description. Um, uh, and uh, it, it follows, uh, the, the play is, is a monologue play, so it's just uh, my character, Mac, uh, retelling a story, uh, an experience that happened to him um, uh, in the recent past, um, where his best friend Billy's daughter was kidnapped and murdered. Um, and uh, my character at, t- tells Billy to go see the medium, the Mon Valley medium, the guy who looks like a thumb, um, to... Uh, uh, find out who killed his daughter and when uh, his daughter speaks to him from the dead and tells him who did it uh, sort of chaos ensues um, and there's a lot of fallout and my character is left with a lot of guilt as to what happens as a result of his telling his friend to go do this and um, uh, that's really where the that's like the midpoint of the play and then from then on 
uh, to give anything else would be a spoiler. So by that point, we hope you have buckled your seatbelt. There, there's no the, doubt. Uh, I, I don't even hope. There is no doubt that you will have. <laughs> and this, this, this fascinating story is all told in, what, about 70 minutes? Is that yeah, yeah. what you oh, said? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 70 minutes. Uh, that's, that's a lot to do. Uh, in that short amount of time. And again, it's all you. It is a one-person uh, show. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have written other plays. Uh, have they all been uh, sort of monologue pieces or have they been uh, dialogue pieces? Uh, with um, several characters. Yeah, this is my first uh, outing into like the monologue territory. Um, I wanted to write something that we could take to uh, a lot of different kinds of theaters and sort of put up wherever we wanted for... Uh, very little money, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but I've, I have written other plays that are uh, you know four characters, five characters, and um, uh, dialogue back and forth. So, is the process for you very different? Is it a different approach? Is it more stream of consciousness when you're writing a monologue, or is it just as kind of structured a process as it is when you're writing multiple characters? That's a great question. Um, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's stream of consciousness. Uh, I've never really written that in that sort of way. Um, uh, um, it's certainly still structured um, uh, as a play. I don't know that I could ever write something that isn't structured. It's probably my my uh, weakness. Um, I'd say that's a strength. I don't know. <laughs> I, some, I think some people uh, would call that. You know, some uh, uh, theater professors might call that a, a, a well-structured play. Yeah, yeah, would be a weakness. Well, yeah. you know, it, if they're into the avant-garde. Yeah, right, and, right. Yeah, but. Um, so, uh, uh, but uh, uh, it, it's it's a little bit different in that uh, I, I was trying consciously to uh, make this about the specifics. So, like with a, uh, a you know four-character full-length feature play or whatever you want to say it, um, you know. You only have so much time with each character. You only have so much um, uh, uh, st- uh, stage time with each character. Um, uh, scenes are only so long. Um, uh, but with uh, monologue play, you're stuck with a guy for or a girl or whoever for a long period of time. And so uh, it's really about the specifics of how they felt and um, what they saw. And, uh, and so when I was writing that, that was the sort of the exercise that got me going hmm. in this direction, yeah. And you know, I, of the one-person plays I have seen, when, when done well mm-hmm. uh, by the writer and the performer, it's really compelling how thorough of a story and how fascinating of a story can be told with just one person. Yeah. You know, uh, if you've got that marriage of good performer, good writer, and in this case, both are... You you know them both pretty well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, yeah. I just I discovered I discovered in college when I started writing uh, stuff that I would then perform that I was better at that than I was at stuff that I didn't write. So I I feel like um, it might be a sort of a cop out, but I do feel like I'm I'm certainly better when I've written the part for myself. Well, <laughs> does that imply then that it the character is close to you that you uh, as yourself in everyday life have a lot in common? with maybe how this character speaks or sees the world or phrases his words? That's a, that's a great question as well. It's a really interesting question. I would, I, my initial reaction is I'm not like this character. Um, uh, he's lived his whole life in Pittsburgh. He probably hasn't left, he hasn't gone past Beaver County or uh, gone past West Virginia. You know, he's stayed in sort of this little bubble. Um, uh, he makes terrible decisions um, uh, in terms of uh, uh, what he does with his life, what he does with his money, um, how he spends his time. 
Um, and I, I'd like to think that I don't make those kind of decisions. Um, but that, all that being said, there are, there are some things that for sure, like opinions and, and ideas that I am working out that I've been struggling with um, in this day and age for my entire life about you know, uh, uh, how people react to certain things or, that are in the play, um, absolutely. Um, so, so it's a little bit of both. It's the, this character is further away, from, is sort of far away from me, but also um, not that far away from me. But I think that's part of the play: is that we are, we're all pretty close to everyone else. Oh, that's a nice that's a nice sentiment. <laughs> um, it's a small world after all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have kind of a, a fan base here in Pittsburgh because I hear people talk. Oh, and so they, a lot of people around you have seen you do a lot of really great things on stage. How does this particular role push you beyond any place you've been on stage before? Um, Challenge you in any completely different ways? Well, I've never, with the, with the uh, exception of one occasion when I was in college, I've never done a play where it's only me on stage. It's, and if I mess up, then you know it, there's no one else to blame. Um, uh, so that's that's certainly been a challenge and, and something that has been a lot of fun to work on. Um, uh, um, it's also, I mean, uh, it's a, probably a character that not many people here in Pittsburgh have seen me play. Um, I've, I've been really lucky in my career uh, that I've played lots of different characters. I've played lots of, diff lots of different things um, from psychopathic teens to, you know, the love interest or, you know, a uh, hot guy, you know, trying to get the girl. Um, uh, which, <laughs> uh, Type cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, what can I say? Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, but I've been lucky in that in that sense, and and this and this character is sort of the character that um, uh, I gravitate towards um, myself. In in that he's not a good guy, um, he's not a, but he's also not a bad guy. He's right in the middle, and he's um, uh, uh, an enigma, and he's odd, and he's a good hang, and he's a lot of fun, um, uh, and he's probably you know. Uh, a couple pounds heavier than I am. Um, now, how will you achieve that on stage? Uh, a little bit of a, a trickery, you know. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah. Just I look look forward to seeing that. Several yeah. sweatshirts. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but um, uh, so it, it's that it's that sort of deal. It's that it's um, uh, so yeah. It's definitely different from anything that people have seen me in Pittsburgh do, um, uh, and it's certainly a challenge. Now, being from the Mon Valley, that's where this character's from. Yeah, yeah. Does he perhaps um, have the local dialect? He certainly does. All right, so we're going to hear a little uh, Yinzerese on, on stage, yes. right? Yeah. Pittsburghese, whatever they call it now. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to hear some Yinzer. So you've, you've done this in New York, mm -hmm. right? And with the Pittsburgh accent. Yeah. What are New Yorkers' reaction to the Pittsburgh accent? Did they, do people outside of Pennsylvania know what this is and know what it sounds like? No. They have no. They they all thought that I was doing a Boston accent. They all a Boston was, accent poorly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they were like, "What is that? What, I don't understand what that is." But but like that being said, all the jokes landed. They all understood what an at was. They all understood what a jag off was. Um, you know they they. You know, it, it translates, you know what I mean? Um, now, did you have to polish it up, or were you able to go right to that accent because of, you know, being from around here? I had to polish it up. So I did a show uh, with um, Hatch Arts Collective a couple years ago um, uh, where it was set in Washington County. 
Um, and, uh, and it was about fracking and all this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was that. called Driftless. Mm -hmm. um, and I made the choice that uh, my director and, and the playwright were kind enough to uh, allow, uh, where I, I did a yinzer, I did a, or like a, a sort of Washington County sort of yinzer. And, um, and so I, I would hang out with my uh, dad's uh, lawyer friends who all have it, and I would hang out with um, um, family friends who all have it, uh, and uh, I picked it up from them. Um, not to mention the fact that you know I, I did grow up here and I've heard it all my life, um, and then but I did perfect it and sort of had to uh, polish it up. And now it's like I can't I can't try and do an English accent without going into Yinzer. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a virus. It, it really is. Clings it's, on yeah, to you. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. get rid of it. It's it's a it's a but it's great. It's a great sound. I I love it. A lot of people think it's ugly. I think it's really beautiful. I think the really rhythm, yeah. I think the rhythm of it is really nice. I then would like to hear somebody do like a love song album and sing it all in like Pittsburghese with oh, the Yinzer accent. I think I need to have that proven to me. <laughs> but I'm not saying that it's impossible. Uh, maybe that could be the next uh, the next show. Yeah, exactly. Now, we, we, we do deal with some what, psychic phenomenon yeah. in this. Yeah. Do you yourself have any experience with psychic phenomenon? Um, uh, I would love to say I do because that would be perfect on this thing, but I don't. I don't. I ha I, when, I was a, when I was a kid, me and my friend Chris thought that the Grim Reaper lived in a, in a shell of a car that was in, a, uh, in the woods, and we attacked it with smoke bombs and sticks once. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that was as, that's as, as close as I came to, to any, anything supernatural. Any, su any supernatural thing. H however, I will say that Off the Wall is definitely haunted. The Carnegie stage. The Carnegie yeah. stage is definitely what, what have you experienced? I, 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 you get feelings. You get you, uh, and then you, uh, you know. Whenever I've worked here, we've we've always you know shared stories um, that you know other people that have shared stories, and I, who am I not to believe them? You know? <laughs> yeah, <right laughs> Just keep looking out for something. So, if you had to try and make a psychic prediction. Um, how do you think audiences here will react to this? They're going to love it. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that if you come see this, you're, you will love it. There's just no doubt. You're going you're gonna to love seeing a Yinzer on stage. That You haven't seen that uh, in, on a, in a play ever, um, perhaps. Uh, and, uh, and beyond that, it's just a fun, exciting play. It's, it's 70 minutes. It's, it's, whips, it's whip quick. It's lights up, lights down. It's simple. And you're, you're going to enjoy uh, Mac, the character I play. Um, you're going to have a good time with him. Um, and it's gonna, it'll leave you with something to think about on the ride home. Mon Valley Medium yeah. here at Carnegie Stage. Coming yeah. up, you will not be connected with dead relatives. You will instead experience 70 kick-ass minutes of theater. That's a perfect way to describe it. Kick-ass <laughs> minutes, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, success, sir, and all the best. Thank you, Brian. As always, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to watch our video portion of this segment and more at bergvivant.com. We'll see you here next week on Berg Vivant, Pittsburgh's late-night talk show.